Hey Trevor, how you doing? Doing alright, how are you? Did you uh, have a good day today? Uh, today I taught, no I didn't teach primary, but my co-teacher taught primary and yeah. Cool. I, maybe he thinks I don't really participate very well. I don't know how to participate, I don't know. I'll have to think about how to participate. <laughs> but last week was kind of crazy because uh, there's a couple changes in my life. My little my wife um, got a job and she starts work at five thirty in the morning, so I have to get up at uh, four o'clock, and that's a little weird because you have to go to sleep at like eight o'clock at night and there's a one night that jessica wanted to go to sleep at seven o'clock <laughs> wow and that's pretty yeah uh, too early for me i'd probably go to sleep earliest maybe 12 if i'm super tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah last night i went to sleep at like 10 o'clock at night and i was like man this is really late <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hmm. um, my sister-in-law had a child, so I I visited them I think on Thursday night, and then we went to sleep really late last night or that night. So life is starting off with some changes this year. <laughs> yeah, it's a big change going to sleep at seven thirty or eight o'clock now. <laughs> <laughs> How was the games and stuff last night for you? Last night, um, after getting my uh, wheel fixed uh, from flying off and going to pick it up. <laughs> you want to tell that story? <laughs> uh, sure. So I um, was going to my friend's family's house over in Lehigh, and I was going down the side roads because I know like had a spare tire recently put on and wasn't the same size as the other one so I was kind of like skeptical about it working all the time I wasn't sure how long I'd be able to ride it on that one because since it's bigger it's gonna erode faster and maybe like I don't know not work as far as you want it to so I went the side roads to like not go as fast and then I heard some noises like hmm so I went to a right turn almost towards the house and then as I was turning my um, rear driver's seat uh, we all just like rolls off and I'm like we're going on three wheels and I go park <laughs> on the side of the road <laughs> I go and get the tires on the other side of the road on the sidewalk <laughs> thankfully so I go Did and it, get that it? Was it like just rolling at like yeah. a slow speed or <laughs> Yeah, I kinda of rolled in front of this car that was gonna go cross, but Oh wow. Uh, yeah, and then uh, a few people came, one guy was like, Oh do you need help? And he had a couple of children with him, so they were just like in the car waiting, doing their thing. So we got him trying to help me with his jack, it didn't work, I guess it broke. And then this other guy came, uh -huh. and he had a better jack, and he had some wood planks, wood, like, blocks to put on top to further jack up if, if needed, and I did need it. 
we didn't have enough with just the two he had, so we found this big slab on the side next to this, like, fenced-off uh, nook and cranny shop. So we used that, and we got high enough to put the wheel back on. But I didn't have the lug nuts, and those, like, flew off also on the turn. <laughs> so we found four of them, and by the time we, like, got all of them on, he this the guy like found the other two and like oh here's the other ones so <laughs> i got the wheels done and then i went straight to get the tire replaced and they got it all good and they went and played games and it's pretty good the games i played were um played seven wonders that was pretty good i lost both times and that's it yeah. yeah, I haven't played that game yet. Yeah, it's a good game. It's a lot of strategy. Yeah, so uh, now we're into uh, the end of the week. We uh, couldn't make it for the last three days of CES, or not really make it, but I mean the coverage of it. But uh, there wasn't too much to talk about. I feel like the first two days were the main ones that had the biggest like reveals and stuff um mm-hmm. one of the things i wanted to talk about is part of what i think is in the next decade um and the other two were things i thought were kind of cool uh the first one i don't know if he's the... huh you want to talk about the first kind of cool things and then we could talk about the next decade yeah, so the first one I liked a lot was um, there's like a temporarily a temporary tattoo mini inkjet printer for your skin, and it's not just for tattoos. You can use it for like covering up other things. So um, it's called Optai. Optai. It's a uh, it's like a smart concealer. It can cover up little marks like freckles, sunspots, and age spots. But um, mm-hmm. it's also you can also do like tattoos with it. So I can't remember how much it was for each little cartridge, but I think it's like a hundred huh. something dollars. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I, I sent that article to Jessica, and she was really interested in it. But I didn't know that was the same device that I could do. Um, temporary tattoos. I think it is. Um, Do you know? Uh, I didn't read the article. I just sent it to Jessica. <laughs> Do you know um, how long it lasts? Uh, no, I didn't read it. It can oh. even out your skin tone. Um, it it scans your skin with the digital camera. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I thought that was cool because um, I could see if you invest in it, it would be pretty useful for a lot of different things. Uh, anything you wanted to uh, mention about? Uh, no. The main... Yeah, after we talk about the first two things and we'll start talking about the next decade, what we think about it, 
and I also uh, Trevor and I chose a best of CES and that's the main thing I <laughs> I was looking at all the, all the articles that um, we saved for the CES and everything kind of seemed not as interesting compared to the first couple days <laughs> so I have the one best up thing I want to talk about after we talk about the next uh, um, decade and Trevor will also reveal his best of so I have uh, another thing I wanted to uh, just uh, I guess discuss it's interesting they came out so Razer has their own gamepad that plugs into your phone now but um, it doesn't use Bluetooth, so kind of like uh, any kind of analog keyboard or uh, instead of like having wireless, it, it has low latency, which is nice. So they can plug into any phone with USB-C or iPhone with uh, uh, lightning. And it has basically it looks like kind of like an Xbox style controller, not weight wise or size but has like the two joysticks A, B, X, Y and L and R so I thought that was cool uh -huh. it doesn't use bluetooth so it's less energy consuming and uh, it's gonna be better less input lag yeah so it yeah, should I'm be around how much uh, bluetooth uses I was talking to you, I think it was at, uh, in California, I was talking to you and I was doing stuff on my phone and I was surprised because it it wasn't charging. I, it was, my phone is plugged in and it wasn't keeping up because I think it was because I was talking to you and I was using my phone and talking to you with my Bluetooth at the same time. It uses a lot of battery. Yeah. So this should uh, allow you to play longer without having to worry about battery running out. The only thing, I guess, not only, I guess no matter which way you, you if it's Bluetooth or not, it probably covers your port so you can't charge it while you're playing. But uh, it's probably going to be around $200, uh, $100, so I don't know. Maybe I'll try it on my 4XL. See if it works. To play video games on your phone? It's like a controller, kind of like a Switch style. Uh, it goes on each side of your screen. Could I put it into my uh, computer? Or is it just for phones? Just for phones. Because there's no... I don't think there's a way to do play by itself. It's made for your phone. I still need to get a mouse or a controller or something for Final Fantasy 14. Or 15? 14. 15 is uh, the one with Noctis and those characters. Did you want to talk about the Final Fantasy 15 MMO? Uh, I mean, the fifth Final Fantasy 15 MMO is just for mobile. It's not much about it. But it sounds interesting because I think it ha it's like after Noctis I think it it said after like Final Fantasy 15 events happened so it was like mm -hmm. uh, get explore everything there and yeah 
Is the graphics going to be good? I thought I saw, I was looking at it a little bit and it looked like the graphics were dumbed down. Uh, I don't think there's any screenshots for it yet. I don't really know. Oh. So. Yeah, there's a couple things I uh, saw from the last few days that were interesting. There's a bunch of other things like TVs and new smartwatches and drones, but that's every year and I'm not super interested in those things, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Um, did we want to talk about what we thought was the best of CES? Well, I wanted to wait to do that until the very end, kind of to keep people, I don't know, anticipating it. <laughs> okay, so... Have something uh, to look forward to. <laughs> so, well, uh, I could uh, start the conversation on the next decade if you want. Yeah. I have some other people's input that I want to talk about, but I'll put in my input first. I think the like 99% screen to body ratio is kind of like the pinnacle of smartphone uh, design. So I think we're reaching that pretty soon. And uh, we might have in-screen computer displays or in-screen camera. And so I think that is the pinnacle of phone, smartphone design and it's kind of a good thing that Samsung has been has brought in the foldable screens because I think that is the next uh, frontier kind of of design that's I think foldable phones will be kind of the next cutting-edge thing and smartphones with very high screen to body ratio would be just normal. Everybody's gonna have it's gonna be like a basic phone mm. in the next decade. That's my yeah. prediction. <laughs> that's uh, that's what you think the next decade will be, or just for smartphones? Yeah, just for smartphones. There's some other oh. things. I, when we m briefly spoke about it before, you had a bunch of other things, and I have some opinions on that. Um, what, are, what did you want to talk about? Um, well, part of the uh, what I think the next decade is, is um, partly uh, started this year is uh, that... ThinkPad X1 Fold. So I don't think the phones are going to go off too much with foldable devices in the screen. I mean, it will, but it's not going to be like what will be mainstream. I feel like laptops are going to benefit way more than the phone industry because people are not going to want to carry around like a keyboard and laptop if you can have more screen to watch or to present things on and so this uh, is 
experimental, but uh, it has a foldable screen, so it looks like a laptop, but instead of having keyboard on the bottom, it's just a more screen. So um, you can, it has a, a modified Windows 10 UI, uh, UX. It's a little expensive because it's the first of its kind, so it's 2500 but I feel like in the next decade, that's probably going to be what uh, most laptops are going to look like. Is I bet you it's going to be like affordable laptops with gigantic screens, and it's just going to be way more convenient to have. If you want to share or tap on, uh, type on the bottom. Yeah, I have uh, a, I think a twenty in twenty one inch uh, laptop. <laughs> I wonder how big that they'll have these uh, affordable laptops. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some other people have been talking about have been talking about the next decade. And did you read that article that I sent you about Mark Zuckerberg? He's not. He was talking about the next decade instead of the next year. No. I didn't think what he was saying was that interesting or that important, <laughs> but one thing that uh, I wanted to kind of discuss is that he talked about virtual reality, and he said that, uh, or he wrote that better virtual reality technology could address the housing crisis and let people work from anywhere. So, what do you think about that? Uh, it's interesting. I think he has a vision of how VR might work in a workplace environment instead of just for gaming and entertainment. Uh, I mean, I could see that. It would have to be mainstream. Everyone would have to start using it to have it act, act like actually work as his vision and I don't see how like yeah, he want how would you replace idea. like a office environment with that it's not like they can uh, regulate or they can't like see what you're doing they, I mean maybe if they like just like go into your computer and what you're doing but if, if fixing the housing pricing maybe if you had like one room and you just use VR all the time but I don't know. I mean, could it could happen? If if I think partly what's going to happen in the next decades, VR is going to be uh, easily attainable. Pricing is going to go down because everything's going to get cheaper to create and make. So yeah, I don't think this vision of virtuality makes much sense because a lot of um, companies, or yeah, a lot of companies don't really want people to work remote and when they do hire people to work from remote they're usually a very good workers and you don't really need to watch them and I don't know understand what's the use of VR if they if you do have remote workers it's not like you're gonna have I don't know, maybe have conferences or something have meetings but that'd be kind of weird to have <laughs> people now 
I think in order to have this in this decade, you I don't think it would be in this decade. <laughs> and I don't think this idea really makes sense for this decade. Yeah. It had to be something everyone already has and like, oh, use your VR headset now so we can uh, have a conference call. Uh-huh. Did you see those uh, virtual reality headset that kind of looks like glasses? Yeah, these are cool. I like think that's what uh, the next decade's going to finally uh, become is maybe better looking and cheaper VR headsets. I think they look a little funky, but it's more ideal than a big thing on your face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, augmented reality is going to be huge for the next decade, especially if Apple executes well. Uh, I don't think anybody else could execute it very well. Um, Mark Zuckerberg said that he's making an AR product but I don't think they have like any good hardware marketing <laughs> they have they haven't really done very well with their hardware marketing <laughs> yeah they've had oculus rift or oculus for years and it's their latest products have been really good, but I don't. It doesn't seem like it's really catching on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also just because you have to have hardware that's like super high end, so no one has that yet, and they don't want to purchase it just to get this VR headset that's already like five hundred dollars. So. Yeah, it's part of also what I think is going to influence the next decade is uh, just like anything that's in the last decade been super expensive or the the price to manufacture is going to get cheaper since we would be able to, uh, like, I guess, have the tech readily available. Like, I think smartphones are going to go down in price because people as uh, John Posner would say, a uh, Prosner it's like compromise, I think uh, <laughs> I think he's uh, the companies are finally like Apple is going to release probably iPhone SE, it's like 400 bucks or less for like a iPhone 7S style phone but it's going to sell like hotcakes because it's cheap and it has all the tech from the last year, but in a smaller model with a home screen, I mean, home button and stuff. Yeah. I think that uh, Apple's choice to have the iPhone 8 as the S, the new SE or whatever you want to call the phone, I think, no, that, uh, is it iPhone 5 design or iPhone 4? those designs are iconic and I think the iPhone 8 design is kind of like mediocre normal looking <laughs> yeah it's, it's yeah I like a uh, lot less nostalgia for <laughs> the that phone design 
if the iPhone was uh, in the iPhone f 5 design, I think a lot of people would buy that, um, even if they don't need it. Because <laughs> yeah. Just because how it's a throwback to, and plus it's just really well designed. But I like I was talking to Nick. Like Apple doesn't really do nostalgic products as much as they probably could, just because there's so many fans of it. So. Uh huh. So you want to hear about? Uh... MKBHD's uh, um, vision for the next decade. Yeah, I want to give my thoughts on it also. He only talked about uh, one aspect of uh, smartphones. He, you know how a lot of phones have like five cameras on it. Yeah, up to five, yeah. Do you know why they have that many cameras? Um, according to uh, John Prosner, it's uh, more cameras equals more case, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, according to uh, Marquez... Uh, the reason is because each uh, camera has a different focal length and uh, so you could switch between these cameras and get to be able to see more or less and Marquez's prediction is that smartphone cameras are going to get so good that they're going to have a good uh, optical zoom so instead of having like five or increasing it to six or maybe seven cameras, uh, they're going to start reducing the cameras and uh, hopefully they'll have one really good camera. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, maybe if that's cheaper for them. Um, compounding camera lenses into one would be nice I mean it would look a lot nicer I think it might be expensive to like just because that kind of tech to change different lenses and different focal lengths might be like maybe for the people tech enthusiasts they want it because like oh it's a new thing but like I'm saying like I think the consumer might not care that much if it has the same thing but you have three cameras it's gonna yeah it might take a while like maybe he's thinking towards the end of the decade yeah um Google was kind of talking about this how people like to zoom in more than changing in between cameras and so Alex, 
So what I think the next decade I'll have is three things. I think uh, wearable devices are going to be more prevalent, not just for on your wrist, it's probably going to be um, more uh, everywhere, just like uh, maybe you have more like a ring or because we already have one in five Americans have a smartwatch or a fitness band according to a survey of over four, uh, 4,000 adults. So mm-hmm. in the next decade, I, I could see that being like a smartwatch is probably going to be like a normal watch, like how old, back in the day or nowadays you see like everyone has watch. I could see that being like what in the next decade will be like everyone has an Apple watch or whatever competing watch that Android has and people will be more attuned to their own, uh, I guess, what health they need to work on and I think that's going to be what the next decade will be for the like uh, because not many people under, like see like oh Apple watches do save lives like the na- last thing I watched from uh, FPT was like this guy was like having like really high like surge or, like heart rate and then be like, wait, something's wrong. And then he like went to the hospital, ER, and then like the doctor said, like, yeah, you're gonna have like a heart attack or something. And like he didn't know what was happening, but the Apple Watch let him know that he was um, like going through some kind of shock or his heart rate was going up. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so more stories remember, like that. Uh, yeah. Do you remember Andrew Bengadeli? Yeah, what was uh, his thought on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is, uh, he's the right-hand man of uh, Marquez Brownlee. He said that he thinks the hybrid smartwatches are going to be uh, more mainstream because... He thinks that people don't really care for these weird watches that don't really look like watches. They're like fitness bands or I don't even he said that he doesn't really he thinks people want, prefers a normal looking watch rather than the Apple Watch because the Apple Watch doesn't even look like an actual watch. So yeah. I've noticed uh hybrid watches I've seen hybrid watches but I didn't really understand it (laughs) until CES this year where we have an actual uh, mechanical arms on top of the screen I think that's really cool for a long time on my iPhone I was trying to get a analog clock on my on my phone (laughs) I was working on that for like a whole month or more (laughs) Wow. <laughs> I would uh I I think uh, analog clocks are kind of classy and cool to have. Yeah. People people want class when they wear a watch, not just some fitness band. Yeah, well, 
well, let's hope uh, Apple actually comes out with one like that and they can sell them to all their uh, Apple users, their iPhone users. <laughs> That'd be so weird if the Apple Watch had like mechanical hands going around on the top. <laughs> yeah, they'd have to change the design to accommodate that, I think. Uh-huh. And then the other thing I think is going to be... Uh, more prevalent is the smart home is going to be even more robust than what we have today with Google Assistant or other assistants will be I made up a word convenient lies of lives so we will have things that like might show you like maybe it'll be built into your refrigerator like that refrigerator is like oh you have these ingredients you to make um, ravioli because you have all these things and they yeah I thought that AI refrigerator was so cool <laughs> yeah and then I think it's because it's going to be like cheaper and more things are going to come out that are going to simplify our day to day life or our health or lifestyle We like if you're at home parent maybe you have things that like help you uh, around the house cleaning or if you have something like if you're a runner you have something that um, at home will help you like be fit for when you go on your jog and if you like getting things delivered like we saw there's a new kind of locker you can have that people can put it in then you don't even have to go outside it's like connected to the inside of your house like little things like that they'll probably be in the next decade will be uh, in the masses to the consumer hmm. and then the last point I think is I think this decade's gonna uh, be like a decade of more the high end tech is gonna be trickling down to the consumer the average consumer not just tech enthusiasts and I think like the net, the tech from the last year that's like 500 to a thousand dollar range will be more obtainable for the average consumer innovation will be lower to, to manufacture so like we see it over like 2002 to 2010 it's like 4k TVs and the I think there was one that was like in 2000 it's like thousand dollars now you can get a 4k tv it's like three hundred dollars i think it's just going wow. to further on down with technology that way yeah, yeah andrew was a little skeptical about the 8k implementation he thinks it's not really realistic but how fast did you see this uh, price uh, reduction over the 4K? Over the well, I think 4K was, wasn't introduced like five or six, maybe seven years ago. And those were like at oh. least like $2,000 years, uh, $2, for like a cheap one. And now I can get a 4K TV for less than $400. And that's within seven years time technologies just like to make that kind of screen that kind of um, technology yeah just 
going to go down further. I don't think 8K is going to grab on as fast because no one shoots in 8K unless like they release some kind of 8K camera. It's really good and it's a good price and I don't see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Very soon. That makes sense. Andrew kind of predicted that only like 2% of people would use 8K by the end of the decade in the United States. Yeah. Yep. So, I think it's going to be interesting to see how everyone will have some kind of new wearable and smart home things and robots and drones and <laughs> things like that. I think robots is just CES, but drones, a lot of people like drones. That I don't know about for like normal people. Yeah, when I see a new like 4K drone that follows me, I, I don't have any use for it, so I just ignore it and move on to the next thing. It's not <laughs> like I'm going to go have some action shots when I'm walking down the street or <laughs> going to the grocery store. <laughs> mm hmm. I saw this uh, one device a few years ago. I thought it was kind of cool. You, it's kind of like a necklace, and it has like an AI camera on it that would take only like the good pictures around you. So yeah, you don't have to look around and get the pictures throughout the day. You have this AI necklace thing that takes cool pictures throughout your day. Hmm. Oh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, it reminds me of when uh, Google released their little camera thing that would watch like your baby or kids doing something at home, and it would uh, it would uh, what's that curate your best ones and like oh this is the best photo we got from the day, and then like since you weren't there to take the picture, it does it for you. It's kind of like the same idea, but instead of at a at home like camera, it's while you're working and. You don't have to get your camera out and take pictures. <laughs> That's kind of creepy. Where did, where did you get the... who? How would Google get these pictures? You buy this. It's called the Clip, right? It's already dead. They don't sell it anymore, but... Um, oh. Yeah, I just clip on just to put these anything. cameras throughout the house and they take pictures of your kids. <laughs> yeah. You can make like a, a a lapse with it if you had like a dog or something, and yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna explain to you the best of CES in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, kind of mind blowing. I I like to be familiar with mixed reality and virtual reality and augmented reality and all this yeah but uh, the reality that I want to introduce you I don't know if you heard about it but uh, it is a parallel reality mm -hmm. have you heard about this no what is it okay imagine this situation you're going through security at the airport 
and there's like four or five lines of people going out and there's a screen you come out of the security and you, there's a screen above you that says your name and your flight information and where to go to your gate and there's five lines of these people going through to see where the gate is and all all five of them look at the same screen they all have their names on it but only you see your name and the, the guy to the side see his name and everybody sees personalized information just specifically for them hmm. that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool because what it does is that the screen it knows your location it, they're going to develop into recognizing uh, your face with facial recognition and uh, but right now they just know your blob location <laughs> and it sends the light or the pixels with your information directly to that person so every person has their own set of pixels that are being shot at them and all five people are seeing different information from the same screen Wow, that'd be uh, cool. Is that need any technology on your side, or is it all in the tech? Uh, Delta Airlines brought this to CES, and uh, I think it is the best in uh, CES because it's bringing a new idea that's never been heard of, or it may have been heard of, but. <laughs> It's, I've never heard of it. Yeah. yeah, sounds useful. Hopefully it's, yeah, I think it'll be good once it's implemented. I think it'd be so weird. It was like you're sitting there with your family and stuff and everybody's like watching different shows on TV or something. <laughs> yeah, targeted ads. I wonder ad. if that's possible. Going even further. <laughs> recommend that's probably why Google wants to know what you're watching so that they can do that hmm. what is your yeah. best of of CES so my best of for uh, CES 2020 is the Mars Cat have you heard of it uh, you've mentioned it but I don't I've forgotten <laughs> So Mars cat, it's a bionic cat, it's like a robotic cat, but um, it does whatever it wants, and it has like a silicon soft touch skin, and that's cool. <laughs> it has, it's currently on Kickstarter, but they actually brought the product to CES, and you can see and interact with it. You can talk to it with twenty commands, and it actually listen to you, or maybe it won't, depending on how his personality is <laughs> formed. So every one of them is, depending on how you talk to it, it will change its personality. If you're, like, nice to it, it come up to you and, like, cuddle with you. Or if you're stern, maybe it'll just be skittish and just do its own thing. But uh -huh. it also, if you wanted to, you can program your own, like, little things into it, like commands or... Uh, wake up uh, words hot words because it has a raspberry pi built into it 
<laughs> so the Kickstarter already has like a hundred thousand uh and they're going up their goal it's raised over a hundred thousand its goal is only twenty thousand so a lot of people really like the idea I like the idea I'm allergic to cats so this should be nice I don't have to worry about feeding it I can have it play with basically can play with anything a cat would play with and <laughs> there's four different colors there's like white gray ginger <laughs> black um, and they have six capacitive touch sensors on it the five megapixel camera so you can see uh-huh. yeah and so when it walks does it look like a robot or does it look like a cat looks like a robot it has all joints that connect at <laughs> each point so and when it blinks it like has a lot of blinking animation it's really cool i like it i would probably invest to mm. it it's only uh 650 dollars for the first 100 backers but after that it probably goes up a little bit um it says they were delivered march 2020 and then later for the wow that's backers. pretty quick yeah it will go officially on sale for $1,300. And that's compared to the Sony's Albo, uh, the Ebo uh, robot dog. It's only 29 It's 2900 20, <laughs> 20, 2, This is a lot cheaper. I wonder if uh, apartment complexes will count as that as a, a real animal or not. No, that's another cool because, thing. Like it doesn't count because it doesn't have uh, hair and it's a robot. Yeah. If I get a dog or a cat or something, I have to pay like an extra $100 a month just to have that. Yeah, you don't have to worry about washing it or like having a like litter box to for it to go and waste put its waste away. The only thing that's bad about it is it has only like three hour battery life and at the moment they don't have a uh, charging dock yet so you have to plug it in and on a dolly it has a lot of USB port so uh, that sounds fun <laughs> yeah I want one <laughs> so you can say like hey kitty come here and then I'll come to you or if you like mean to it maybe I'll just ignore you and and it interacts yeah, with cats other cats have... also they all play with cats they all just do what cats do you know <laughs> man it's funny five hours on low usage so that's not too bad I'd probably get a black yes. one. Would you get a, a robot cat? Hmm. A robot cat? No, I wouldn't. No. Hmm. Yeah, so maybe... We weren't really raised... I wasn't really raised... Well, we weren't really raised... Uh, um, like interacting with pets and stuff. You kind of had a bunch of pets, so you you kind of had pets to interact with, kind of. But I didn't really have that experience that much. <laughs> yeah, I had a job. I would play with cats for a while, and they give me a lot of money to play with cats. 
What? You had a job? Yeah, I I was like, I would go to this neighbor down the street. Their cats would, she would want me to play with her cats, and she'd give me like $100 a week for it. Wow. How long did you do that? I don't know, maybe a month or two. I just remember going to their house and playing with their cats a lot. When did you do that? Probably middle school. Hmm. I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> yeah, so I'd get one. Maybe I'll see how much it is. I'm kind of more into the Lovot um, robot. It does this. Uh, was it Marcat? Does this the cat uh, Kickstarter require you to pay a um, subscription to maintain the software? No, there's no subscription. It's all just built into the pricing of your backing nice. of it, which will net you that robot. Yeah, I saw so that the robot had subscription, and that was really disappointing. Yeah, I don't think subscription models would work for a robot. Maybe for yeah. something useful, but like a little robot, like a cat, wouldn't, wouldn't want. I wouldn't want it. Yeah, yeah maybe so for an actual good AI. <laughs> yeah, maybe you can uh, flash a new uh, software on it and make it better AI or something. I think that's uh, all for the podcast, unless you have something to add to. Nope, that's it. Yeah, so uh, if you have anything, I don't know if it's comments, but you can say what you think is the number one best thing that you saw from CES, or what you think the next decade would look like. Yeah, and then uh, next week we'll have a podcast maybe with Nick. Um, Nick? Yeah. Don't we usually do them at the end of the month? Well, it's been like a month since we did it with Nick. I was thinking about trying to persuade Thomas to uh, join us. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see about that. (laughs) Alright, so uh, I'll see you guys later. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.